This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Last week, right after we recorded the pod, I found myself um, telling a... my wife Carly, the story about how you, I think you wrote in your East Coast offense about how uh, Sasha kept coming in and interrupting uh, you while, while, while watching football, and you ultimately came to the conclusion that she wasn't interrupting the games; the games were interrupting your time with Sasha. And I thought that was awesome. And uh, I was like, "Why did I not just bring this up on the podcast if I'm telling you about it?" You know, hours earlier. So, first of all, uh, I, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Second of all, um, I I finally snapped this this week uh, with sports and my my poor family. <laughs> I, I, I need to get that way, you know, to where I, I you know my family comes first there in my head because I, I finally had enough. You know, I thought I had I was savvy. I'm, I'm really worried about the Steelers and the Patriots. You know, so I went with the Cardinals in Survivor. I'm in a two strike league, and I thought this, that would be a pot odds deal there. Um, every single fantasy pick, it feels like, has just been wrong. And then obviously the the close uh, futures bets and just uh, over and over. Uh, you know, who misses? Comes short on a 49 yard field goal uh, after another defensive touchdown, and <laughs> and then also having money on the Chargers and the Washington thing thing with you. I mean, it's just it's one thing after another. And I finally snapped, and uh, I. I had to go in a different room, but man, luckily my daughter was, uh, was gone for like the first time actually we let her go, go play with someone. And, uh, and, uh, well, my only, my son was terrified, but in a house without carpeting, uh, I finally snapped and I, I won't go too far, but in order to properly convey how truly wronged I've been, I just I have this weird feeling that I must scream and curse to the point that really upsets my wife. You know, I need her to really understand how wronged I've been in my head, but finally snapped lists and I'm not too proud about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, some people like get a machine gun and mow down a whole bunch of people. So, you know, it could have been worse, right? Like real. Yeah. Movies. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. We'll just say that's all. Yeah. I mean, I it's still, it would be embarrassing if there were a camera in my room. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right, but yes, right. I, I mean, that's how I feel. You know, I just feel uh, constant anxiety, frustration. What could have been a mistake I made, a close call, all the shit. And I, I think it's that, and you know, the article uh, that I wrote was basically like, you know, I'm sitting there. And, you know, it, was like, it wasn't just that she came in and interrupted. It was that she was repeatedly interrupting. Like, every five minutes she was coming in, and I'm trying to watch multiple screens and, like, turn off the commercials and do my routine. And I just kept getting interrupted. But the thing she was doing was she was working on a story that she wanted to write. And I've been, like, on her a lot because during the lockdown she was on the – we, we obviously it's our fault. She's eight, right? So anything that's, like, she's doing wrong is kind of our fault. We let her use the iPad that she kind of started doing at school. 
And once school started again, I was just put the kibosh and I was like, no, like you don't, you're not a kid who's going to sit with your face in an iPad. It's just, that's not it. So she starts doing Sudoku puzzles that I wanted her to do earlier, but I guess she just needed to be eight to like really get them playing more chess with me. She started reading more and then she just randomly, I brought her this Raspberry Pi computer, but it's not online. It's just, you know, it's got, you could do some coding, but it's kind of hard. I got to figure out how to do it offline. There's a little text thing where you can write. And so she decided she's going to write a story. So she's got some time. She's like, I'm just going to write a story. So she, the thing she was interrupting me with was she was asking like how to spell a lot of different words. So not only am I feeling this like boiling rage of being interrupted during the games, and this is my work time, I'm, it's not just for fun. I'm, you know, I've got to observe these games. I write about these games. I talk about these games. But she's doing something that I want her to do. Like she's being a good kid. She's saying, okay, fine. I won't like bitch about not having the iPad. I'm going to do something creative. And so I had a, and I knew that though. Like I caught myself luckily this time and I sucked it up and I just answered her questions. But I still was like enraged and annoyed that she kept busting in. I had this feeling of like entitlement, like, dude, you're interrupting my work. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what who's interrupting whom you know what's interrupting what as you said and and it's like what is this shit about being right all my predictions like on twitter and on the radio and the people i interact with and yeah i mean i care about all that stuff i want to be right i want to win i want to have my worldview have some respect and in order to have respect for your worldview and your outlook you, you have to get some things right eventually because otherwise it's like you're just you're just some dude talking shit. You don't have any, you're not putting money on the line. It's kind of like we have Rufus Peabody on the XM show. And it's like, at first I was like, who gives a shit about his model? I think it was Salfino like 10 years ago alerted me to the Massey Peabody. Oh, Massey Peabody yeah. this, Massey Peabody that. Yeah. And I was like, Salfino oh. was definitely on that. He was the first one that, that found them somehow. And I was like, who cares about this, right? Some dude has a model, big deal. It's just like that DVOA shit. I don't care about it. But then, I, I got to know Rufus a little bit in 2017. He was going through Lisbon. And I realized like he was betting like big money every game. Like more, way more money than I would ever bet. And so he was like actually skinning the game. He was putting his lively, you know, his he was he's a professional. It's it's what he does. He doesn't make money talking shit, entertaining people, or working for a website that sells subscriptions or sells picks. He makes his living winning money from the sports book. And so suddenly I was like, I had a whole different level of respect. Like this dude, his view on these things is put to the test, you know? So it's the same thing, right? You want your view, even if you're not doing it at that level, you still want your views to get tested and fine. You'll win some, lose some, but you want to get some right. And you're, and you're hoping that like your take on things is coherent and and that it's worthy of you know you don't want to be one of those people it's like just because i said it it's good like no it's not good because you said it it's good if it pans out every now and then yeah i'm just so invested and it's just at some point it's like the arbitrariness is just is it worth it i antonio gibson fumbles on that opening drive what what if they go up seven nothing against your danny dimes and alex smith doesn't have to play the majority of that game anthony lynn somehow the chargers they got the ball with three minutes and 45 seconds left and three timeouts and somehow ran out of time the cardinals was repeatedly arbitrary just where the ball is placed if it's oh, oh it's about three inches no short so that turns into a, a horrible third and one call then a field goal or a punt i mean it's just who comes 
comes up short in a 49-yard field goal. I haven't even got to the fact that the 49ers are the most lost season, right, in a, in a short window to win the Super Bowl, coming off a devastating loss uh, with injuries. Oh, I haven't got to the, the Durant and Clay Thompson uh, devastating injuries, too. But anyway, I'd like to get to the point of where my daughter, uh, uh, you know, it, you're right, to, to where you are there. All this stuff shouldn't even matter even a little bit, right? So, so well, that, 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 I, I, think, you know. I think it does matter, though, is what I'm trying to say, is that if you're in this game where you're making yeah. predictions, it matters, right? Like you, I don't know actually what the real answer is because it, it, <laughs> on, one, on one level, it's like, yeah, who cares? Like, so, and so like, what is it really that you're holding on to? And especially when it's shit that's like, and, and I'm like this too, like a 50, 50 game, I'm rooting to like boost my, against the spread record on some miracle comeback. Oh, Denver comes back against, uh, who the hell was it that came back two weeks ago and covered against? I mean, you you use Justin Jackson in a DFS lineup. Uh, you think about the lineup all week, and then uh, he gets leaves the game uh, injured after one play. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 one thing after another. You know what's kind of funny here? Talking about my misery list, this is almost too good. To, it really is. Um, so my future bets of the Niners and the Rays, uh, I actually have one other one that's live that is not an insignificant amount of money, and I am going to lose it uh, live live while we're talking right now on this podcast. Oh, um, I have you Darvish to win Cy Young, and that literally gets announced in 10 minutes. So it's going to trigger a full reenactment. <laughs> ESPN Cy Young predictor, which seems outdated admittedly because they didn't even have um, – uh, I don't believe, believe they had DeGrom as like their top 10 last, last year. Has you is the clear favorite, but MLB's predictor, who which definitely is uh, current, has you as a slight favorite too. But most people expect uh, Trevor Bauer to win, and it's almost certainly going to happen. So that's going to be just yet one funny. It, it's guaranteed to be number two, man. He'll finish second, though, just like uh, the Niners and, and the Rays. That's for sure, but uh, pretty pretty funny. But how are, how are things going with you, man? Yeah, that sucks. I, I didn't realize how much, how many close calls you've had. You know, like how many, uh, and like big payouts too. Like yeah, 20. the Niners and Razor 30 grand. Yeah. Yeah. But you need to reenact it. Like those, that, that outburst you had on Sunday was just sort of like the earthquake. That's like the 5.4 before the 7.5. Right. Exactly. So, so we yeah, can make, yeah. we can make, uh, some national news, you know, right. I hear you, man. That sucks. But, but I've, I've been going the other way, like sort of, you know, not just because of my daughter, but just like the fuck is this whole thing? You know, it's like, but again, I never want to be like a total clown, like just like, hey, this is infotainment. Let's just have fun with this. I, I am trying to make like, I should probably have fewer takes than I do. It's just that I, just by the nature of my job, I have to opine a lot of things, and then people disagree, and then we get into arguments, and then I make bets. But I should probably have just a few really big takes, like. I really shouldn't have, you know, we talked about this. I shouldn't have had a short on Tesla. Like, I don't know shit about Tesla. Why was I shorting it? Because I read some people on Twitter because it went up really fast. It's like I have one, I should have one position right now. It's Bitcoin. It's the one thing I spent a lot of time learning about and reading about and watching podcasts, watching video casts and podcasts about. And you're, you know, you're being on XM, though. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, that's the nature of the beast. So, yeah, you have to have these takes. Takes, and then people yeah. argue, and then we end up... You know, but and of course, you know, I do the projections for Rotowire. I mean, I'm I'm in it, but really, like a lot of times, you know, you you have a couple games a week you like against the spread. You have a couple players you think are undervalued. It's not like there's so many takes, and but you you know, you pick your games and then you're winning to those games and then you're rooting for those games. And but but you, you should feel all right about the big bets you're making coming close. You know, I mean, that's actually pretty good. Like you, you're sort of on it. You're just missing by a little bit. 
And even in Survivor, Steelers and the Patriots were down to the final drive. Right. So that's it's frustrating. But yeah, um, yeah, I hear you. And I, I, uh, I mean, I guess if you're in enough leagues, you probably have a little success. But a silver lining, the things happen. Like I'm in a, a, a Brad Evans league in which I picked up like a minute before the game and started Richie James against you oh, and beat you because of it. 38 points from Richie James. I, I don't know if you're following that. If you're following that game, you were way ahead. And then I surged ahead because I had Kyler Murray going nuts. And actually, you know, if he hits that field goal, we get overtime and I'm probably, right. you know, getting more points. But anyway, so I'm crushing. And then I, I switched back to the Steelers game, which went on forever. And C.D. Lamb gets this one pass. You had like Garrett, Garrett Gilbert, whatever the hell that guy's name is. And he completes the C.D. Lamb. You also had like a 30-yard pass. And that like you were only a couple points ahead. And I had two guys going in the Tampa game. So I was like, ah, oh, man, that just gave you a chance, like that play. And then Gronk drops a touchdown. I think I would have beat you with that touchdown catch. And he just drops it. And then uh, it's Scotty Miller who was, you know, that was kind of, I don't even know why he was still on my roster at that point. But it was, it's a 14-team league and guys were on by. There wasn't like a lot of options. And I had receivers on by. So it is what it is. Uh, you won that game. And we were both 5-3, and three, so it was kind of crucial. Like my team's not very good. It was, yeah. I lost Barkley and Beckham, you know. So it's like 14-team. Like I really needed that win. But... That's kind of a low stakes. It's not that high stakes. So I was like, whatever. I, I'm kind of. But picking up Richie James for 38 points is pretty. Uh, that was pretty, pretty fun. 14 I'm team a, league. I'm off the, wire. the Dallas QB. You know, he actually. Yeah. Did so I called him Gilbert Godfried. Uh, I think it was probably with Matt Harmon last week. He's probably too young to even get the reference. And I've heard you drop it multiple times on XM. I just did so it, yeah. I've heard, yes, I've heard. Yes. So but props to that. That's yeah, our Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> reference because that seriously is what comes to mind. Yeah. So what oh, savvy moves in that? Yes. I had to pick up him and, and Richie James because I had some. Uh, what was it? Uh, probably golf on by. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so my favorite, so, uh, joke, my favorite joke ever was told by Gilbert Godfrey. I heard him tell this joke. I don't know if he wrote it, but and I know I've told this to you before. But uh, a woman gets in a car accident, uh, serious, gets rushed to the hospital. They call her husband. He's obviously incredibly distraught. He rushes to the hospital, runs up to the doctor. Doctor, you know, my wife, I'm, 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 you know, where is she? I, I got to see her. He says, oh, you might want to be seated for this. He's like, he's like, what happened? What happened? He said, well... Thing is, she's done had a lot of damage. She's broken, you know, dozens of bones. It's not clear that she's going to be fully uh, cognitively functional anymore. She's going to need round the clock care, and uh, your insurance covers none of it. Man drops to his knees, like so upset, sobbing, like, "Oh my God, it's so terrible." And doctor goes, "I'm just fucking with you. She's dead." <laughs> Did I not tell you that one before? <laughs> you probably have, but it's still funny either way. That's good. Dude. Yeah, that he's crazy. He told like an extremely uncouth joke, uh, like a week after nine eleven happened at, 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 a, at a roast in New York. Yeah, he's 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 a crazy man for sure. That's funny. anyway. That's like that's my favorite joke because it's just like it's just true that joke. As horrible as it is, like you'd be relieved after hearing that. And I say your insurance covers none of it. Did I say that in the joke? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your insurance yeah. covers none of it. It's like, okay. oh no, just kidding. She's dead. So that so all is not lost. I did I did beat you with Richie James and Gilbert Gottfried at my uh, yes it, it was for for golf at, at quarterback. So I, lo- I love those when you do those with the Lions and and I have to say it's in the silver bullet NFFC a single entry. Uh, um, big money league. I'm in first place in my league and top 20 
overall, despite drafting CEH and Kenyon Drake with my first two picks. I don't know really how, how I'm doing. And, and I have Lamb and Gallup. But anyway, mostly losses, and, and it's three minutes from the, the Cy Young announcement, which should be pretty fun. But uh, what uh, what else is going on? Let's just talk less about sports and more about uh, politics and some controversial stuff. I had someone call, call me out on Twitter and said uh, something about, uh, bad about Trump, and he said, but both sides are equally bad, right, Dalton? So clearly he must listen to this podcast because I don't typically uh, spout much politics in the, in the Yahoo pods. It's good that people are listening, even if they uh, disagree with what your take is. I said a lot of it last week, but I just feel like I was talking about it with somebody who was very dismissive of the effort to have recounts and you know certify which votes were real and which weren't. Thinks it's just a typical Trump thing. I mean, one of the successful operations that the Democratic Party and the intelligence agencies, if they're involved in legacy media, has done is it's made people think that Trump, and it may be right or it may not be, but whether it's true or not, people certainly think it is so ridiculous that to even ask for like a recount or to check is like, oh, it's his shenanigan. Sour grapes, like just move on, dude. What a psycho. You know, like this, that's just how they're seeing it without it being like, well, the, the mail in ballots are not that audible. How do you know? Now, the question is, well, maybe he needs to show serious evidence of fraud because Biden won, and if you want to dispute that, you got to show evidence of fraud. But even saying Biden won presumes that Biden actually won using legitimate ballots. But that's the very, you're begging the question because whether he won is the thing that's at issue. Right. Right? So, so the framing is, oh, he won, now go ahead and prove a ton of fraud and prove it specifically and if you can't, then it's over. But it's like, that's a framing because it's like, the whole thing is unauditable. It's the difference between Bitcoin, which we know has 21 million total supply, and you can get your own node and watch the total supply and all the transactions that are happening on the chain, and the US dollar where it can be printed, and no matter how much money you have, you can be diluted at any moment. And everyone's like mocking this whole challenging, which I don't think it should be mocked. I mean, if they can't, if, if there isn't anything there that they can show, they're just going to say, all right, Biden won. But I really think a responsible media would say, we just don't really know who won because we had this inauditable process. But ho- but hopefully there's a way to get to the bottom, get to the truth. Because somebody did win, right? There is a, This is a question of fact. Somebody got in the you know electoral votes in the states the requisite amount of actual legitimate votes from legitimate voters. Somebody won. It's fucked that we, that, you know, can we ascertain this number or is it just going to go with what more people believe? Have you seen that uh, controversy with a project Veritas getting the, the one with the whole, the postmaster he recanted. He did say there was someone asking him to backdate. Have you seen that at all? I saw that there was a guy who testified that they were, doing shady stuff and then allegedly the Washington Post said he recanted and then he himself right. said I did not exactly. recant. That's not true. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah basically so. some agents pressured him or something and so mm-hmm. he did something that yeah. sounded like recanting. But thing that I don't want to do, especially on this podcast, and certainly not on Twitter, and we'll get into that, is get into the weeds of this. Oh, this looks like fraud. No, this doesn't look like fraud. Oh, he recanted, he didn't recant. No, he has evidence. Like to me, that's it's kinda like that's not the... Yeah, that, I hear you. Yeah. That, that's fine, but that's like an unwinnable... Like, come on, we're not going to resolve this verbally at a distance mm-hmm. without firsthand knowledge. 
taking different people's accounts of Project Veritas versus <laughs> the Washington Post, all these discredited type of, of publications. And I consider Project Veritas and the Washington Post equally discredited, even though I know a lot of people would think the Washington Post is legit. So like getting into that is just pointless, right? Because you're never going to get anywhere. But I just think where people should agree, but they won't, because I talked to this guy and gave me the idea about this. Like he just thinks like, dude, what the fuck? They got to just move on. Like it's over. But it's like, it's only over if we can determine that one guy got more of the legitimate votes. And we just don't know because we had a process that was totally opaque and not auditable. So, I mean, it's like, what the fuck did you think would happen? Well, yeah, with all the mail-ins obviously going to be all-time high. And uh, what, he Trump got the second most votes ever, right? So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. Well, that, I, that's I, didn't, I don't yeah. care about that. I mean, I am Trump lost by a landslide, and it's actually the Trump side that's cheating. Fine. Find that out, too. I don't give a shit. Of course, yeah. yeah even I for don't the give a shit. Helps the future, what, too. But, I mean, that's what, just, what I, I don't uh, like. What I don't like is that if you were to say on Twitter, yeah, they need to check out for fraud. They need to turn over every rock because this is an inauditable process, and we need to audit it to the extent we can. Yeah, you're out. We can't yeah. just trust. They'll be like, oh, you fucking you believing that shit? You're a Trumper now? Like, it's just... They've just destroyed, and then if even Trump himself, even though literally the last three years they spent about how all there is was fraud, election yeah, the, fraud, yeah, the whole Russia, Russia thing. But that, but forget about even the hypocrisy. I don't even care about the hypocrisy of it. I don't even care about the mechanics of it. It's just we're in an environment where even just saying, look, this was an obviously weird process. There's a reason for it, it was COVID, totally. yeah. right? They could have handled it differently. A lot of people said these mail-in things are a really bad idea, but okay, they agreed to it and they did it. Not everybody agreed, but you know, in the states or whatever, the, whatever process they have to make that the, the way of doing it, people clearly, a, a lot of people didn't vote in person, and they would have because they felt their mail-in ballot was legit, and they were concerned about COVID. So, okay, so all that shit's the backdrop, but as a result, mm-hmm. the shit is not totally auditable. It's very sketch. The chain of custody, the mm-hmm. things that can be done with these mail-in ballots, there's a lot of accusations. Again, I don't want to get into whether they're true because I don't know, and it's just, I'm not even interested in it. I'm interested in just what are we doing when you have an inauditable process that nobody trusts and a media that nobody trusts that's trying to declare Biden the president and move on because they're, they're not the media. They're, they're an arm of the Democratic Party. Of course they're going to want to just say he won. Of course they are. It's just like saying, well, Trump alleging there's fraud and just believing there's fraud because he said so. That would be absurd just because he said so. He's an interested party. The media is an interested party. We don't know. that These are not reliable sources of information. We just know the, the process is opaque. It's not trustworthy. And people don't believe it's trustworthy. Many people don't. And so they should look into it. And, and the fact that even if you even question that or say that, it's somehow like, oh, great. You know, they, they've deterred people from mm-hmm. even talking about it. And what's more, Trump himself as president of the United States. He, he says all this stuff, and there's these, all these labels on his tweets. And it's like, really? You're going to be labeling the president's tweets? How come you weren't labeling yeah. the Russiagate shit? This is in dispute. You know, there's so many journalists that were basically saying that he was... You know, Adam Schiff was making all these accusations that have been totally proven false, but there are no labels on that. So, again, it, it's, it's a separate question. Can I just say, it probably created the Streisand effect with that, but that really is something that they're just editing the president of the United States. I mean, that is, I don't know, that, that really is kind of, there's something, there's something oh, to that. Wait, politicians lie. We can't let a politician lie on this platform, if he is even, if he even is lying. But the point is, let's just assume he is. Oh my God, we got to label this. I mean, it's, and they're not labeled. I mean, I'd like to see the first journalist with one of these Russiagate tweets that gets labeled. 
they would go ballistic. You right. know, but they, right. they, they would never happen. They're never going to label a New York Times journalist who says, well, you know, if Putin is listening here, Donald, maybe he can help you with the vote count. They're going to say, this is in dispute. This has not been proven by the facts. The Mueller report did not find evidence of collusion. They would never say that. So we don't know what the actual count was because it's an opaque process. And the people disseminating the information are, are not trustworthy and they're biased. Not that it uh, matters at all, but I found Nate Silver like basically claiming victory odd, too. I know he can be defensive, but, man, the polls were, were – that was a big loss. I'm sorry. Um, I want your thoughts on the, the vaccine, though, coming the, the news being announced Monday morning. It sounds shady. Again, it's another one of these things like, well, wow, they announced it right after the election so that it didn't feel like, oh, look, Trump mobilized industry to get this done. Whether he had anything to do with it, I don't even know. I don't fucking know. You know, the CEO of Pfizer sold all his shares or right after. Okay, sold like five and a half million dollars worth of shares right after it came out. And then there's a problem with the vaccine, which is that it needs to be stored at like 75 below Celsius, which is like 100 below Fahrenheit. Yeah. And yeah. most uh, pharmaceutical fridges don't have that kind of capacity. So there's a real issue with it. And so I forget you switched that to what do you call it? But yeah, yeah, I read that too. Oh, yeah, 75 yeah. Celsius, which is like 100-something uh, Fahrenheit, minus 100. But can you sort it like with nitrous or, or somehow? I forget how to there's, do it. There's, but there's some, some way to yeah, do it, yeah. obviously, but it's not, you know, you've got to distribute this widely. So that... Yeah, that, no doubt. No doubt. It's, it's not perfect increases at all. the cost and all that stuff. So, and then anyway, like, wh- I don't really get the vaccine excitement because Spanish flu lasted, what, a year and a half, two years? We're about a year into the coronavirus almost in December. Like, by the time that vaccine is widely distributed it's probably going to be dead on its own. Herd immunity just from people getting it and just the virus weakening over time, changing. Hold on, though. Have you read about like the minks? The tra- they had to kill so many minks in Denmark because they're, they're, they're transferring human contact with like some crazy antibodies too. So still a lot unknown here. But yeah, certainly with the, the, with the it, vaccine. It just seems like most of these viruses, like they don't last forever. You know, they, they go away. So I, I don't know, you know, that... But just the timing of that was is, is, is very interesting. But um, yeah, yeah. The whole, I mean, this whole thing, I don't want to talk too much about this because it's, it's fucking just speculation at this point. But the point is, I feel like the framing is really important. Like to frame it like, oh, he lost and he's got to show some serious fraud to me is itself begging the question. We don't know if he lost. That's the point. We can't audit this. Mm. We're, we're trusting political officials in many cases to report, I mean, the, the media's political officials and a lot of the people involved are political and appointed by political people to tell us what happened. And then even if it is legit, people don't trust it. it the trust has been destroyed, which is just a, a huge problem for what happens afterward. Even if, even if no matter who wins, it's a problem that nobody trusts it. So that's all, that's all bad. And, and I just feel like I made a, a, a sort of a joke tweet because someone this guy follow, follow uh, Max Abrams was tweeting how like everybody, everybody in the, in the Biden perspective, Biden cabinet is like an Iraq war, Libya, you know, just the people that just destroyed the Middle East caused so much misery. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, Oh, you know, good. Thank God that uh, decency and compassion won. Cause that's what I was saying. Oh, I'm just happy. Decency won, compassion won. It's like, fuck off, dude. I don't care. You vote for, I don't care if you hate Trump. Fucking open your eyes, man. Like, this dude was involved in the war. We've gone over this 20 times. There's no decency and fucking compassion 
It's just one way of doing fucking hardball business and another. That's it. The neocon neolib alliance is the one responsible for all the war and most of the misery in the last 40 years in the world. It's like, don't fucking vote for whoever you want for whatever reason you want. It's your vote, but don't fucking... Do you really believe that shit? Do you really believe that lie? Are you really going to be complicit? Do people know, dude? Do they know? Do they know this is bullshit? But I got to sound excited about this because it's team good and I don't want to be. No, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe they know. I just believe that the, uh, well, the media is skewed one way. And um, no, I think they, they, most people probably believe that. Believe Intelligent people really believe like Biden's a good, decent man and, and Trump, you know, horrible man. And Biden may not have been my first choice, but at least he's a decent guy. And Trump's just a fucking turd. And thank God we have someone. Seemingly, seemingly those people but, but exist. How, yeah. But how can you, uh, you know what you can, you know how you can, the same reason I shorted Tesla. It's like, you just don't look into it very much. Yeah. You know, yeah. you sort of have a yeah, yeah. surface yeah. understanding of politics. You're super deep into football or whatever, you know, analytics shit Randy that you do. Thing. Yeah. But yeah. you just have a surface understanding and that's that. But I, how could you have a surface understanding? I don't understand how you could have it in this day and age. And, and like, if you had that much of a surface understanding, why would you, I guess because politics is just what everyone talks about these days. So you just, everyone talks about it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And if it's surface level, it would definitely be one way. Well, I mean, it, t- it takes, I don't know, it takes some actual digging sometimes actually to see the other side, the way the current, uh, the way it's currently set up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take that much digging, man. It really yeah, okay. Fair. How many times? Like, all it no, takes for me. All it takes for me. Is, uh, no, I mean, it takes some. How about that? It, let me frame it, reframe it. It I takes mean, some. It's not, it's not digging. It's. It's like it just takes. Just speck, any effort at all, but yeah, honesty. Right. Like, because what happens is, like, there's the things that you're brought up to believe, and then you like are like, oh, I like this guy. I like Bill Clinton or something. You know, he he's kind of like you know my politics, say. And then you like hear some shit and you're like, those fucking Republicans are going after him. But then you're like, dude, what's he doing? Even when I was younger, you know, and I was like partying, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, you're, that's disgusting. Like, what do you, even before the whole fucking Me Too, I mean, like, it was like, she's 21. She's like this intern in the, and he's the president. And you're like, yeah, the power structure there. Everyone's, everyone's like, oh, it's just a blowjob. Relax, dude. I remember getting arguments with people. I'm like, I don't care about that. If he's like some, I always said like, if he's some like insurance salesman on a road trip, cheating on his wife with some 21 year old, I mean, yeah, it's not good behavior, but it's like, who cares? That's not a, you know, it, that's like private agree, you know, whatever. It's not my business, but to bet the president of the United States have some fucking standards, dude, you know, have some fucking self restraint. And then you start to look yeah, into yeah. it and you're like, that's the team. Good. That's those are the good guys. And then people defending it. And then you start seeing the hypocrisy of it. And I don't know. It just started. I guess I got sort of off of everything after Obama. I really thought Obama was going to be the, the shit. And when I started seeing him do a lot of the same Bush stuff and not like prosecute those dudes, I was like, wait a second. Like, what's, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And he took yeah, all the same money as a, a Ted Bell highlighted it a long time ago, but it was eye opening. Well, how about this? Right. I love these book deals. Like people say, oh, you know, I mean, the Obamas, I mean, they're not like doing the Clinton graft. Like, yeah, he does some speaking fees, but like, you know, he wrote a book. I mean, they got 60 million for their book. That's out of the house in Martha's Vineyard. And it's like, like if I were to bribe a politician, I'd be like, yeah, we need you to write a book and I'll give you a $60 million advance for that book. Do I give a shit if we sell $60 million worth of books? Or maybe I have 
some other company, some shell company, buy fifty million of the books. So at least on the books, those books are being sold to somebody. I mean, if I need like a major thing passed or some, you know, go easy on the banks or do something important that's a, a multi billion dollar thing going on and geopolitically. What the fuck is a book deal? That's easy. That's, you know, buy a publisher, give them a book deal. I mean, to me, the idea like, oh, they sold the book. Like, really? Do they really? I mean, and the Obamas, by the way, have a better story than most of these nutless mothers. Who gives a fuck about Hillary's book? Who the hell would read that? But I'm saying like, you know, the Obamas have a more interesting story for obvious reasons. But like, even so, and I even read Obama's first book before he was in president. It was actually well-written. I was like, this is a good book. This is actually a pretty good book. But like, these book deals don't, that to me doesn't like just a, you know, oh, oh, you wrote a book, so it's legit. He's like, you know, he just, people want to, and maybe they did. Maybe it was all on the level, but just like, you know, just the idea that just because it's a book means like, oh, well, that's not like, that's not corrupt. So here we are now. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be, what, where, what, yeah, what, what, what is the next step? What's, what's going to uh, just be a so, drawn out process? I mean, yeah, I think there'll be a process and I have no idea. How, I have some ideas, but. I just want to say, but I've, I've been feeling a little anxious lately because I feel like I'm living in a fucking lie. Like, I don't, again, like, fucking, I'm almost relieved if Biden wins because I'm just sick of the preoccupation with Trump and politics. So just getting rid of that dude would actually be like a nice, like, okay, you fucking deal with this problem and see how the media is going to kiss your ass. But like, you're going to be on the hook for this shit and we don't have to fucking hear about Trump anymore, which is just like so annoying anyway. It's such a distortion. They'll distort these guys toward team good, but eventually, like, there'll be some resistance to them, and they'll have to answer some questions eventually now that Orange Man Bad is out of the way. Although there's so many psyops going on, I don't even fucking know what's going to happen next. But the point is, it's kind of a relief almost. Like, you know, it's just, I'm just, I have Trump fatigue. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of, like, the whole Russiagate conspiracy, this and that. Just fucking just, okay. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine to move on in terms of, okay, it is what it is. The news legitimately cares more about what flub he said than anything that's actually, like, happening of consequences. So, yeah, it's going to be definitely a difference. I I don't know if they're going to, I mean, they're going to, I don't know. It's going to be different than the last four years, that's for sure. That might be a relief, actually. But, yeah. So that's, again, like, I, I despise the fucking neocon, neoliberal establishment and the damage they've done. And it's not even because who's better, who's worse. It's because the thing about Trump, at least in my circle, is there's honesty in it. Like, they're like, what do you mean there's honesty? He's the biggest liar ever. Yeah, but everybody knows he's a liar. Everybody can spot the lies. When he lies, people are like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. There weren't the largest crowds ever. In he's lying about this. Oh, he's lying about that. He said there was fraud. He doesn't know for sure. He doesn't know. He just makes shit up. Okay, but every time he does, everyone's like, he's lying. And sometimes they make up shit where they're lying and saying he's lying, but whatever. They bust him in a lot of legitimate lies. So there's an honesty there because it's like we know he's lying and he's lying and we know who he is. But on the other side, like there's a fucking way bigger lie. It's just so much bigger and people are going along with it. So to me, that's very anxiety provoking that I'm living in a fucking world of lies. That like people are actually like, thank God, ah, free, you know, we have a good person. Like this kind of shit, I, that is like intolerable to me. I'd rather them just be like, oh, this fucking asshole won and he's bad, but fuck it, it's Biden. He's a warmongering corporate scumbag, but all right, let's just deal with this shit. Let's resist this shit now. Yes, that would be, um, sorry. I'm lo- sorry, I was checking the Cy Young who won this. Sorry here. Yes, who won? You, I think they're being, it's still not, they're drawing it out. It's some, some production here. Do you think, um, so, okay, I think most of those people are, I guess, what do I know most people? What, what is your opinion then? Do you think they're being genuine or not? I think they probably are being genuine. I think. I don't Gen- know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's a mix. I think there's inflection points where you kind of know 
something's not right, but you just don't look hard enough. I don't know if it's voluntary or just your brain just shuts down that line of inquiry. Either way, it's an annoying time now because that's sort it's of disgusting. the same time. I muted everybody. I can't listen to any, I don't want to lose respect for people, so I just muted I, I honestly like I like I just can't I don't want to lose respect for people. Otherwise intelligent people that I like. I, I just don't want to hear it. I I, I cannot I feel like it's such a lie and it, it's 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 gross. And you know, I, I've been reading stuff that's a little scary like you know, uh, Ticketmaster is not going to let you buy tickets unless you have the vaccine, unless you've proven that you've taken the vaccine. Other oh, people wow. are saying the vaccine should be has to be mandatory if we don't get herd immunity soon. All this totalitarian type of shit that is uh, it's very disturbing, man. And you know, AOC tweeting, you know, those people who supported Trump will be on a list. Will remember yeah. this list like, oh, here's a nice humble bartender who gets elected to Congress and becomes a fucking fascist. Why are you putting people on a list? For supporting a different candidate than you like? That is just, it's un-American, man. It's like, yeah, they disagree with you. You might think they're totally wrong, totally off base. That's fine. Tell them they're off base. Tell them they're idiots. That's fine. That's, that's, put them on a list. Jake Tapper, the uh, CNN anchor, tweeted that um, how you handle this, uh, that it hurts to lose, but how you handle adversity could be viewed uh, as a, by your future employers as a, mm-hmm. a way to evaluate you. Mm-hmm. Don't express yourself. Don't say what you, what you think because that could hurt, you know, and, and we're talking about Twitter. We're not talking about to your boss or something. We're talking about, you know, in your own Twitter. Account. Yeah. And, you know, this is the, the mentality and it's, it's scary. Now, luckily, like, I don't really plan to work for anybody ever again. So I don't give a shit. I, I am sensitive to you know as I said you know Redwire has partners and I don't want to I don't want to get them beca- to become collateral damage pretty judicious but but yeah I, I just I find I feel like this whole environment is fucked up and it's making me anxious not for me so much but just like these fucking people have been just cowed into like submitting to this fucking psyop like dude these are the people that want to fucking sell arms, bomb poor people in the Middle East, murder them and their families, their children for profit, for oil, for geopolitical advantage and have been doing it and none of them got fired or jailed or prosecuted for all the stuff they did in the last couple of administrations and they're being you know, considered for the next cabinet and Biden, who cares about Biden? He's fucking so senile. He just, you know... Kamala Harris, I, she has no beliefs. It's Kamala. Kamala. She has, she has no beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, whatever they tell her to do, she'll do. I mean, these are just, these are just figureheads for the people who are, who are pushing the buttons. And, and there's no conviction there. There's no... Uh, what, what cracks me up is Elizabeth Warren apparently is upset that she's not being considered for, like, cabinet posts and stuff. It's like, the fuck you thought they... You know, once you did your job and got rid of Bernie, that was the end of you. Like, you know, yeah. like are you kidding me? Like, how, how, it's like the craven person in like the movie that thinks, "Oh, I did something bad for the bad guy, but now they're going to appreciate me." No, once your function has been used up, like, forget it. Right. Right. The, so the newness of that will wear off in a few weeks, and then you can turn into the uh, short and fraud or whatever. Going, you know, like you said, looking at viewing the disaster or whatever that they that, that now is going to be no, overtaken. I, I, don't, I don't have. Sh- schadenfreude or whatever it is yeah because, sorry because that, so. because i don't because it's you know it's the u.s and it's the world and it's, it's like people you know it's like there's no haha this is gonna suck like no it's no you're right you're right i don't feel it one bit i i don't feel good i feel there's kind of a war going on like a war of 
culture war, but not a culture war like the old culture war, like you know, uh, re- you know, the religious right versus the liberal left or whatever. Not that kind of shit. I'm talking about there's a culture war between people who feel that the corporations and the state and believe science, dude, you know, that whole crew who think the experts and the powers that be have got this. And the people who are like, no, these meddlers are the problem. And the people that sort of want a technocratic, utilitarian-based algorithm governing optimization formula uh, to run society, uh, I, it just scares the shit out of me. I, I, it's like a form, it's a new form of like uh, totalitarianism and it's, it scares the shit out of me. And the people who are like, no, I want, you know, private property rights and autonomy and local government and access to the foods I want and so obviously a choice if I want to take a vaccine or not take a vaccine and do the research on it and make up my mind of, you know, is it effective? Is it, you know, are there side effects? You know, the things that you're an autonomous individual, it's up to you. It's not up to the state to tell you what mm-hmm. to do. And it used to be the left was, you know, pro-choice. Like you can't tell a woman, you know, what to do with her body. And I agree with that. Like you can't tell a woman what, you know, it's like, it's, it's up to her. Like it's, and I feel, and even if you don't agree with it, even if you think there's something else at stake that's really huge, it's like, even if you think that, the enforcement of that is totalitarianism. That, that's the point. It's like, it's not up, to, it's, even if you disagree with the choice, you still, it's not up to you to enforce it on someone else. And even if you think people should be taking the vaccine, it's the right thing to do or whatever, it's, you can't jab them with it against their will. It's their choice. And I feel like, the utilitarians would say, well, no, there's, there's too much at stake. We need to do this. So it's, it's, it's like this is what's going, I feel like this is coming. And you see people that you otherwise like and respect really supporting that because the PSYOP has been like, oh, somehow it's like Trump and racism and all these things that are bad get grouped in with like, don't do what Pfizer would like you to do or don't do what the governor or the politician wants you to do. That's grouped in with the bad somehow. Even though, what the fuck? That has nothing to do with those other things. And I think a lot of people just think any any alternative at this point would be a vast improvement, right? As, you know, as long as they're not uh, telling lies or saying so, something that would no, embarrass you Trump, or lack an empathy. Forget about Trump. I, I don't even care about Trump. I'm saying... There's people who, who are saying, like, you need to do what the government tells you for the greater good. Yeah. Not you ought to do what the government tells you. It would be the, the right thing to do. That's fine. They advocate for that. But that, no, you should be forced to do it. There are people that believe that, you're saying? Are you asking as a, as a question? Or yeah. do people <laughs> well, think that yeah, yes, I am. You're saying- you don't see people all around you advocating for mandatory things, mandatory lockdowns, mandatory mask wearing, mandatory this, mandatory that. Not, hey, mask work, here's the evidence, here's what you ought to do. Here's what we think you ought to do. Sure, yeah, okay, that's scary framing it that way, yeah. Are there? I mean, look around your Twitter feed. Are there people that think you should be forced to do shit? I see it. Yeah, yes, yes. Right, And, and the idea of 
I'm, I'm perfectly fine with wearing a mask inside if I were persuaded that wearing a mask outdoors by myself was the right thing to do, I would. But it's not whether I'm wearing a mask. Who gives a shit? Wearing a mask is not a big deal. It, it's, it's my choice, though. It's my freedom to do or not do. Otherwise, we don't, you know, if, if your freedom only exists at the, you know, at the pleasure of the government, what the government officials say, and if it's an emergency or the greater good demands it, they can take it away, then you don't have a freedom. Your freedom doesn't really exist. It's only, you only have freedom to do what the government finds unobjectionable. Yes, and we're headed, you're saying that's only going to get, it's heading in a worse way that, down that path. Right, because because they have all these, you know, like, uh, freedom, oh, I won't wear my mask, I'm a Trump supporter. They mock those guys, right? But like, but wait a second. It's not about not wearing the mask, it's about, but there is a legitimate thing to saying, well, maybe I should decide whether I want to wear a mask. Now, in a private, obviously in a private restaurant or private enterprise, they can say, well, you can't come in without a mask, so up to you. But in public places, leaving your house, lockdowns, mm-hmm. police can just tell you what to do. You have to do it. And, and there's people advocating for that and more of that. And more than just in, you know, the, the corona. This is just the test. Right. Wait till you need to have a vaccine to travel, to go to a concert. Oh, well, dude, I mean, you're putting other people at risk. Yeah, that Ticketmaster thing is kind of eye-opening. Oh, yeah, we can trust, you know, Big Pharma not to cut corners or whatever. You know, we test everything sufficiently, rush this thing through. A new type of vaccine that hasn't been tried in humans before. It's not the specific thing, whether it's the mask or being forced to take a vaccine rather than choosing to take it, whether it's, um, you know, whatever it is. It's like they want to give the state more power to maximize and optimize algorithmically the benefit of society rather than letting people have free choice. Markets decide what's demanded by society. Markets take into account everybody's preferences because everybody votes with their dollar. It, It allocates resources to where people want them. And it's not perfect, but there's a lot of intelligence in each person's personal decisions to, to spend. And, or you could have a central planning algorithm, just like a central planning uh, sports picking algorithm or something, that will just, instead of a market, instead of having the line set by market participants, it'll be set by a bunch of algos and tell you what the optimal choices are. And it will steer you toward them. And to me, this is terrifying. These are the kind of technocrats. They, they, you know, they change what information you're getting. There's no truth. There's no um, rights. There's no principles anymore. What you need to see on your feed is what you're gonna see. You know what? Who? What you need to be incentivized to do is what you're going to be. This doesn't scare the shit out of you. This is what scares me. And and it it wouldn't scare me if people are like, oh well. Yeah, fucking Biden won that douchebag who started, you know, voted for the Iraq War and the Clinton crime bill to put all those black people in jail. Like, but fuck it, you know, I hate Trump, so we'll see if this dude does any better. I doubt it, but we'll see. If that were the attitude, I'd be like, okay, fine. I wouldn't be worried at all. But people are buying into the lie. They have been fucking hacked. Their brains, they are manipulated. And this is fucking terrifying because enough people get manipulated. Um, this shit's going to be the rule. This is going to be the rule of law. And you're going to not travel on a plane, not go to a concert, not do anything because. You're like, I don't know. Or are you going to just submit? Hopefully this dystopian vision is just paranoia on my part. It might be. But I see people fucking signing up for that shit. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. I see it too. It's, uh, it's not great. Um, I don't know what, what, what you could do about it, though. I mean, buy Bitcoin. fight back. 
buy Bitcoin. Well, yeah, first of all, exactly. there's a few things you can do. Don't fucking be complicit in that shit. Right? If you well, know better, right. if you know better, don't fucking be complicit in that shit. Don't even give an inch. You don't have to go and like get yourself fired from your job, but don't volunteer anything that you don't want to volunteer. Don't, you know, people in Portugal, it's so pathetic. They come up, oh, you must be so happy. Look at them like, oh, because Biden won? Because the good guy won in our country? Like, there's the fucking propaganda is over here. They're watching like foreign CNN. They think that shit is like legit. I can't even answer. I'm like, eh, either way, it's fine. It's not, you know, it's just amazing to me. Like, they just, it's like it's so thick. So don't fucking enable people. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, it's great. I just said, uh, uh, my hair, Heather was like, oh, your hair looks good to the woman. She's like, oh, thank you. No, no, no. We just changed. She's like, that was the best way to handle it. I was like, I'm just not going to, like, you can think what you want. I'm not going to, like, get into an argument about it. But, like, I'm just not, I'm not fucking enabling that shit or contributing to it. I'm not contributing to the fucking lie. The huge lie. The fucking gigantic lie that's so big that you can't see it. You can see all of Trump's bullshit, stupid lies. You can't see this big lie that you're so fucking swimming in. It's like you're a fish in, in water that you can't, you don't know that you're in water. And then, and then the other thing is, you know, be a sovereign individual. Like, you know, buy Bitcoin's one thing, but just take back your individuality. Like, fucking use DuckDuckGo. Get off the fucking Panopticon search engines. Quit Facebook. Quit a lot of this shit. You know, as much as you can. I'm trying to find an alternative to Twitter because Twitter censoring, like that, you know, just fucking use your dollars. You still have power with your, with your, uh, with your dollars and your Bitcoin to vote, vote things. And, do not give energy to this shit. And then don't get into arguments or fucking just, just get out, mute, unfollow, you know, don't, don't take and obviously it. social media helps magnify like, you know, your old anxiety because everyone feels this way. Well, that you only know they feel this way because, you know, you wouldn't have known that 20 years ago. Right. You might've picked it up from conversations and stuff. It would have been harder for them Nothing to like do this though, but I've muted so many people. So I, you know, I saw some, it got, it's and a lot of people like Greenwald who I love. He, he tweets out politicians and sure. And journalists, fake journalists who are espousing these totalitarian uh, tendencies. And, it, it, you know, so, and I, I don't want to unfollow him, but I really narrowed it down. I just, you know, I'm mostly following a lot of Bitcoiners and finance people yeah. who are just about like, where the economy's going and stuff and some sports, but like the politics stuff, I've, I've shut down most of it. All right. You want to talk some, uh, some football? Indy yeah. and Tennessee. I read this is Indy's first top 15 offense. They felt they faced this year. Um, I took the Titans, but I like that guy's theory it's in your down, column about just going the opposite. Cause it doesn't make any it's sense. Down to a I pick. Do, I like it's that. down to a pick. That's how crazy it is. Right. Well, it's down to a pick them. Like, I well, thought Tennessee should be like six point favorites. It's down to a pick'em. Yeah. It's like I, I would use Tennessee also. We'll see what the line is. If it's a pick'em, I'm definitely using Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Cincy at Pittsburgh. Uh, I love Cincy getting seven and a half. We don't even know if Roethlisberger's playing, and Pittsburgh's looked a little fatigued lately. Yep, yeah, it's a lot of points. I'm with you there. Okay, Washington at Detroit, three and a half, three three and a half. I took Washington. Um, I could see Detroit crushing them, but give me Washington. Yeah, I actually do think Detroit crushes them with Alex Smith, and I moved Detroit's D up. They're coming off a stinker. I think Stafford bounces back, so I went with, with Detroit. Okay. Houston plus three at Cleveland. I took Cleveland uh, just at the straight three, but I, I'm not strong on it. Yeah, I took the Browns, but that's totally the proper line. Uh, Jacksonville, Green Bay, 13 and a half. Total crapshoot. I took Jacksonville, but I'm not confident on it. Yeah, I don't like the double-digit spreads. I took the points, uh, but yeah. 
with you. Same. Philly minus three and a half for the Giants. The Giants were up 21-10 on them. They're in every single game. Seems like a kind of a big spread. Yeah, if it's three and a half, we'll definitely be interested in possibly using that. Um, I, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if they overwhelmed them uh, Philly's defense or something and Danny Dimes turnovers. But yeah, it seems like you should, should hold your nose and take the points there. Don't say hold your nose when you're talking about <laughs> Sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, Tampa Bay minus five and a half at Carolina. It just seems like Carolina's in these games against KC and Saints. I don't see a reason not to take the points. Yeah, I nearly made this my best bet, although it seems bad going against Brady coming off such a bad game. But um, I think Warren Sharp noted that Brady goes to bed at 8.30 uh, these days, and his three worst games this year have been the night games. I mean, even he's oh, he's 1-2, and two, and the other game being that Giants game, life or death. So what maybe a, old man Brady just avoid the night games. <laughs> uh, but I'm with the Panthers here. Too late for him. All right, Denver plus five at uh, the Raiders. I took Denver. They're sort of a scrappy team. They stay in it. Raiders are they're all right but I figured give me five points yeah I actually made that my best bet this week but I did not uh, have any best bets jump out to me but at the full five I mean Raiders bad that that defense I mean they keep proving me wrong I guess they probably will cover here but it seemed like that should be closer to three so I like I like Denver there Buffalo to Arizona uh, I really like Arizona here there's only one and a half two right now I think these are even teams Buffalo Arizona I just kind of put them in the same box and Long trip, so give me Arizona at home. Yeah, let's sell high and buy buy low. Coming off the frustrating Cardinals, yes, I'm with you. Yeah, these are like the Consider- same, you know, like they're the similar yeah. teams. Uh, Seattle at the Rams. I like the Rams. I Seattle's defense is historically terrible. Rams have a good defense. Obviously, Seattle's offense is better, but it's in LA. They're not, you know, they're only getting one and a half. I like the Rams. Yep, totally with you here. Don't love uh, going against Russell Wilson coming off a four turnover game, but yeah, you said the buy. Um, they're allowing the fewest yards per play this season. The Seahawks defense on pace to allow a thousand more passing yards than any other team. And that's with facing Jimmy G for three quarters. Uh, yeah. Give me the, the Rams. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we could use them too, if you want. Sure. Niners at new Orleans, nine, nine and a half. Looks like nine right now. Um, I took the saints, but that's a big enough line. The, the San Francisco, if they have a couple extra guys back, will probably be competitive. Yeah, I laid the points, too. I think they're yeah. – but the Saints could have a letdown coming off last week, too, so I could see it either way. I don't feel strongly, but I'm laying the wood there. I think the Niners' injuries are really, you know, the point of no return. But it could get – you know, IU could make some plays. But, um, but yeah, I love New Orleans, but don't feel great about it. Chargers plus 2.5 at the Dolphins. I mean, I think it should be 3.5, 4. I know the per-play stuff isn't great with Miami, but Miami shows up, man. You thought last week, like, oh, the Cardinals – are way better on the per play stuff but by another just, defensive touchdown yeah. yeah keep counting on the defensive touchdowns but they happen yeah. yeah but it wasn't the defensive touchdown i mean two of bald you know i mean he like, did he did yeah he, was, he, he they, the cardinals tied it up it was seven all like that was a you know easily if they were the clearly the better team and obviously that they lost preston williams early they were down to their fifth string running back no they got yeah, two of suddenly started yeah they, they expanded good. the playbook he did, he did yeah. look like yeah. steve young you know he's a badass <laughs> okay. so i don't know yeah. the chargers you know they're their defense sucks, and I don't know, Herbert's good, but the coach sucks. And then, well, I had to buy, I had to take the Chargers out of principle there after the Dolphins last week and Chargers killing me both. So I just, out of principle, stayed the course, but I fully expect Anthony Lynn to blow it again. I mean, that's horrible. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. And then uh, Ravens at New England. Ravens minus seven at New England. I love New England. I mean, oh, yeah. 
I don't give a shit who's on the team. You know, you put you and me on that team. It doesn't matter. With Belichick, he'll coach us up, lose by four. You know, it doesn't matter. You'll have to mind your gap on uh, Lamar Jackson, but just, you know, you'll be able to do it, man. But yeah, I just think that this is like, I, I would never lay seven in New England with anybody ever. Yeah, I know they're close to being five and three at the same time. They were nearly two and six getting lit up by Joe Flacco there, but they uh, they did recover, looked better. They're getting maybe a little healthier. Myers looks legit. So, yes, let, let's use. But the Jets use actually look good. It wasn't like, I mean, the Pats got no pass rush, so that was. These were nice plays downfield, and yeah, you're right. Nice. They, weren't. they didn't look, you know, it, was like, it wasn't that bad. It didn't look like a slop fest, really. All right, and then finally, this is my best bet. Vikings minus two and a half at Bears. I really like the Bears at home at night in Chicago. It would be cold. I think, you know, Dalvin Cook is so good, but Bears stopped Henry last week. I think they'll slow down Cook enough, and it'll be on Kirk Cousins, and I don't think he gets it done. Oh, yeah, this is the way to go here. I think the Bears have lost three in a row. Vikings have won two in a row. Um, that's a legit defense. Uh, yep, with you here. Down to use them. All right, so our five would be the Bears, the Patriots, Patriots, the, Patriots, the Titans, the Rams, and then you had one other. Uh, no, either Denver or Arizona. All right, let's use. Uh, I like Arizona too. All right, let's use That's Arizona. Fine. Let's do it. Yeah, I like All right, them. We can, yeah. we can finalize tomorrow on the show. Yeah, we'll finally, yeah. So it's a Thursday night game, though. I got to note that mentally, though. So yes, we'll finalize it uh, on the show. Dude, and then the, this contest, you know, two and yeah. three again. We always win two, though. We sure. never, dude. We never don't win two. Have we won at least two all year? Yeah, we have. I thought it was this last week, but I get yeah, we we managed to, to pull it off. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you you went away from this. I didn't help this week at all, and then you went off the Saints uh, to the to the stupid. That's stupid. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, if you had told me before the year you're going to go through week ten and your worst week would be two and three, I'd be like, dude, we're gonna we're gonna be in this. But I think our best week was two two and one. You know, so it's that's like, hilarious. If we've never even gone three and two, let alone four. And I don't, one. I don't that's think really we've funny. gone three and two. I don't think we've gone three and two. Bad. Oh man! I think we go really, literally really two and three every single week, and then that one uh, week we had a push. Funny stuff. Uh, brutal. Irritating. I don't think we're going to win it. You're right. All right, man. But uh, yeah, we'll finalize that tomorrow. We'll get the picks in at least. We have accomplished that. Let's yeah. keep the streak of two or better each each one. Well, yeah, if we can do that all year, then we we got something to build on, and we're going to obviously crush weeks fifteen through seventeen, like we say every year. No doubt. Um, all right, man. Good stuff. That's all I got. Um, I actually have not started the Queen's Gambit, but I've been told by a lot of people it must binge this, including Alan recommended it. So uh, that's a Netflix show. I saw show the first one. Watching. I saw the first episode. It was pretty are you, good. Are you I'm pretty I, good? Okay. I'm into it. I mean, I, I'm into chess. Like, I know chess. Right. The first episode was it was pretty good. I, I'm, I'll keep going, I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah, I plan to watch that soon. So, all right, man. Good all stuff, right, Liz. Take it easy, man. Later, on. All right. Later.